0: Good morning, I'm Lauren, I'm one of the missionaries in Long Beach, and today I invite you to touch your desire for love and the thrill of being alive. I was walking along the San Joaquin River these days, enjoying watching how the colors change with um, the time of the day, with how much cloud coverage there is, the blues that reflect in the water, the the muddiness of it, the greens, the yellows, watching fish leap out of the water, blue herons swooping in and out of the reeds. It really was incredible to spend a few days walking along this river. And I also remembered what I've been hearing these days about the times that we're living in. The situation is fluid. Be flexible. Fluid. And it helped me to realize that this word, I think, is one that I can embrace more than my plans have been interrupted. Because as I was watching the river, I realized, well, this river is flowing. The flow is what makes this river interesting, is what makes this river alive. The flow refreshes the waters. And so in these extraordinary times, as painful and uncertain and as uncertain as they are, they, these times, they have broken our routines. And as well, I think it's given us the opportunity to think more about life because we've had to pause (laughs) and given us time to think about our participation in life rather to think about are we really living fully alive in this moment despite its fluidity or maybe because it's fluidity we can take this opportunity to rise and walk as Jesus tells us in the gospel of Matthew 9 verses 1 through 8. To touch that sense, that desire for God, for us to be fully alive, to rise up. And I'll talk more about this passage in a few minutes. But I first want to share with you... A moment that I had when I was talking with one of my um, old friends, I remember a few years ago, we had, uh, were just catching up by phone, and she said that she, I was asking her how she was doing, and she said, you know what, I just feel so happy. I feel so loved right now, loved by God. And so, of course, I was like, what's your secret? You know, what are you doing differently? And she explained that, you know, six months prior to this, that moment, our conversation, she said she had decided to finally just put God in the center of her life. Now, I didn't entirely understand how to do that yet, <laughs> um, what she meant. But I realized that something was stirring within me. I want that. I want to be fully alive. I want to experience myself so loved, loved by God. I want that. You know, St. Augustine says that our hearts are restless until they rest in God. And it wasn't until a year after that conversation that I had that I was presented an opportunity by life in order to find out what it means to put God in the center of my life. So everything that I thought was stable in my life that could not be shaken was, you know? Although the circumstances of my life at that time were different than the times that we're living in now, the fact that my life felt like it was turned upside down, (laughs) I think we can all resonate with that feeling. You know, our plans being interrupted, everything shattered. And so in that moment of my life, I decided I'm going to do it. <laughs> I want to find out what it means to seek love, to seek God, to put God in the center. So I started praying every day, an hour, sometimes an hour and a half if I could squeeze it in. And what I discovered was a friend. God was this unshakable friend who was always going to be present, who was always listening. And I decided, I discovered that I could have this dynamic living, alive relationship with God. And I realized as well that it was possible to see beauty in the mess of life, that it was possible to thrive, to laugh, to smile, although the situation wasn't perfect and things were difficult that it was possible. With God, it was possible to experience myself loved and fully alive despite the messiness of life. There's a, um, a bit of writing that I've been reflecting on uh, this week. It's called The Invitation by Oriah Mountain Dreamer. So if you are curious to read this writing, I encourage you to look it up. It's very easy to find. Again, it's called The Invitation by Oriah Mountain Dreamer. And this piece of writing talks exactly about, um, this search for entering, this desire for entering life with all that it is, not this the perfection, the ideal, um, but to embrace life as it is. So she begins by saying, it doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know what you ache for, if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing. It doesn't interest me how old you are. I want to know if you will risk looking like a fool for love, for your dream, for the adventure of being alive. And she continues throughout this writing to talk about if we are able to sit with pain without trying to hide it, to fade it, or to fix it. If, if we will dare to disappoint another person in order to be true to ourselves. If we can live with failure and still stand, she writes, at the edge of the lake and shout to the sliver of the full moon, yes, yes to life yes to all that it it comes with that comes with it if we can see beauty even when it's not pretty and she ends with saying that i want to know what sustains you from the inside when all else falls away and i think that that's so important for us to recognize that yeah life life is not always what we plan it to be that sometimes it does feel like everything's falling apart falling away but what is sustaining us from within to recognize yes we do feel that restlessness within us sometimes that ache that ache for what and sometimes we try to fill it with things that will never satisfy us right maybe that's binging on netflix which of course there are some pretty good shows out there. And I might add I'm super excited that Hamilton is now streaming on Disney Plus. That's not to say that we can't enjoy some entertainment, but we try to fill this restlessness with things that will never um settle us, right? Whether whether it's, you know, through alcohol or as well like trying to create the most successful lives, you know, what we imagine our lives to be like, or a a relationship, a partner, like nothing is going to satisfy our restless hearts except for God, right? And so if we seek the one who knows our hearts, the one who is able to love us unconditionally so profoundly, and draw our strength from that, we will have the capacity to see beauty in the mess. And we can have the the fortitude to be able to sit with pain with God. We won't be sitting alone. To be able to examine the times that we've fallen, our failures, with God to know that we can always begin again to know that forgiveness and mercy is real to live life to the full with god with another with someone and i th- that is exactly why as well i really like the passage in matthew 9 that i was mentioned earlier again Ma- matthew 9 verses 1 through 8 and this is a healing story jesus arrives leave uh, to his hometown, disembarking from a boat, and he's surrounded by a crowd, a crowd that has been seeking him because they know that he is able to bring life where there is not. They know, and this group of people brings a person, their friend, who is paralyzed on a stretcher to him. And seeing their faith Jesus said to the one who was paralyzed Courage my child your sins are forgiven Jesus wants us to live fully alive to not be afraid of life to shrink back from it rather but to have courage to get up And but of course there were people in that crowd, scribes, who doubted that it was possible for this person who was paralyzed to get up. Knowing what was in their minds, Jesus said, why do you have such wicked thoughts in your hearts? Now, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk? But to prove to you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, then he said to the one who was paralyzed, Get up, pick up your bed, and go off home. And the man got up and went home. A feeling of awe came over the crowd. So when I was praying with this passage, along with the invitation by Uriah, I really understood from God that it doesn't interest God if we sit in the company of scribes or if we are one, if we know all the rules of the law. What God wants to know is if we dare to live, is if we desire to experience the fullness of love of God. I understood simply from God what I want to know is if you have faith, if you'll dare to take a step towards me, what interests God is what's on our hearts, is if we believe in mercy, if we're merciful towards others and towards ourselves, so that we can show mercy towards others. And it doesn't matter what plans that we have, because as we, we know, Based on what we're living now, everything's fluid. We can plan all we want, but things continue to change, continue to shift. Remember, that flow, that fluidity, that flow, it does refresh refresh the waters. So what God wants to know is if we still dream. If we trust God. If we can let go of the future we wish to control so we can allow ourselves to be surprised once again by God. So how can we rise up to get up? Well, to trust that God is calling out to us courage and that is not going to satisfy our plans, but God will satisfy our hearts. And in ways that we probably never imagined, God will meet the needs of our hearts. But we have to choose to stand up, to keep going, to walk towards life, to embrace it because only we can live our lives. No one else can live our lives for us. So once again, the invitation this morning is to touch our desire for love and our desire for the adventure of being alive and to trust that God will satisfy our hearts, to take that step towards God, towards life, to see beauty in the mess and to share with God all that's on our hearts.